the Gaucho Podcast, episode 134. Listeners, child, thanks for tuning in. We are through to the quarterfinal. We beat Austria 2-1. to one. I'm in a great fucking mood. You're in a great fucking mood. I'm always in a great mood right now. We have a lot to talk about, as always. Um, it's feeling increasingly real. We've got Belgium in a few days, and France are out. The bracket is looking real interesting right now. We've got a lot to break down and a lot to look forward to. We'll talk about Mancini's substitutions. Did they come soon enough? Um, did he get it wrong? Did he get it right? I make my case. You can interpret it however you wish, but stay tuned. Stay tuned to hear what I have to say. Also, uh, we pussyfooted our way to a decision on what we're going to do regarding the kneeling before games. It's typically Italian in its indifference. We'll talk a little bit about... Italy's players barbering. We'll talk about whether or not Ciro Immobile needs to start the next game or if Andrea Belotti made the case to step in. We'll have a similar discussion about a number of players on the team. Listeners, we've officially entered the second half of Euro 2020. We're still fucking gunning for it, and I think we're going to go all the way. We're going to talk about that and much more. And plus, we've got a little live podcast broadcast from the cafe uh, pregame on scene before the Austria game and at halftime. Stay tuned for that till the end. Hear me roast the crowd. Hear our, our naive little selves talk about uh, talk about how we thought we were going to run away with it in the second half before knowing what an excruciating hour awaited us. So listeners, yeah, it, it's a great fucking podcast as usual, uh, as you'd expect. Same shit, different day, baby. We're still alive. We're still here. We've got a lot to look forward to. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this 134th episode of the pod. Listeners, let's throw it over to our boy Pino. Take it away. Die. Let's go. Però, catenazzo che donna sei. Io delle donne non mi fido. Il corteggiamento è un rito. Troppo spesso si finisce. Che una donna ti tradisce E non mi importa se son bionde Non mi importa se son more A me basta che siano tonde E disposte a far l'amore Io da bambino veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola Perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gore Quando facevo il militare Poi la moglie del tenente Mi faceva le moine Di una presi tra la gente Perciò bambina Se sono qui per te stasera È una fortuna Andiamo! Let's go folks! Oh yeah! Okay, okay. It's another week worth singing about, folks. Welcome back, listeners. What is good? What the fuck is up? How are you? Listeners, welcome to episode number 134 of the Gaucho Podcast. Samadamo coming at you. A perennially happy Samadamo is coming at you. As gli azzurri are through to the quarterfinal of Euro 2020. It was a laborious game, but we came through. We came out on top against Austria. Listen, we're in a tournament now. We're in a tournament now, bitches. This is uh, this is what it is. Every single game. I fucking hate that expression. It is what it is. I think Jerry Seinfeld once said how ridiculous a, a thing to say it is in a recent special. Like it's one of those things where you're, you're saying something that isn't even, I don't know, you're not saying anything, you know. We go in there. Knowing who's who and what's what. You know, business is business and it is what it is. I think that's what he said. It's a terrible thing to say. I fucking hate myself for saying it. I can't believe I'm starting off on that note. But but it truly is what it is. <laughs> it is. We are in a major tournament now. Every single game is going to be incredibly laborious. It will. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it now. 
in every single knockout game the past couple of days. It's been two days since Italy knocked out Austria by a score of 2-1. to one. We'll get to talking about the game and the details uh, of the game, and I'll give you a couple of takes, obviously, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a little chat about everything that's been going on. But one thing to keep in mind is every single game now is going to be a, a, a bloodbath. Especially now that we're getting into the latter stages of our major tournament. I mean, motherfuckers, we're three wins away from winning a major tournament for the first time in 15 years. If you think that's going to be easy, you're, you're nuts. You're nuts. I, you know, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but at, at this point, we have, to, we have to take every single game as a, as, as a blessing. And, and I know you guys aren't getting carried away because we don't take shit for granted anymore. You know, it's been five years since we've been in a major tournament. For Christ's sake, we, we, we understand the fragility of it all now. I think we do. I think 2017-2018 was a bit of a wake-up call to us all. Um, having said that, however, I think we could fucking win this thing. I've been saying that for a while now. Going into it, I thought, like most of you probably did, that... We had a chance, you know, either you, you, you're you a seasonal fan who's tuning in to a major tournament because you love the Azzurri and you love your country and you're, you're a proud Italian who likes watching us play, in which case you wouldn't be shocked that we'd be playing well because we often do in major tournaments, that's fair, but if you're a more seasoned fan who follows Serie A and who follows football year-round, it won't be a surprise to you that we're playing the way we are. I, I say that all the time now. It feels like I do every single time we play a game and review a match. But I, listen, I, I definitely thought we could go on to win this tournament. It feels a little bit real now. But we've got a big task ahead at the end of this week. And we've got to talk about everything that's been going on. We'll talk about uh, So we'll, we'll talk about the Austria game and we'll talk about what's coming up. Because we know exactly how our bracket is looking now. I wanted to wait a couple of days until the bracket was uh, was set. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 and so it is, we know, uh, exactly who we may play, but let's just start off by saying, first off, thanks to all the listeners who came through to the event at Cafe Chochado in St. Leonard in Montreal the other day for the Italy game against my better judgment. I went to a cafe. I was very happy to have hosted an event and fear not if you were expecting a little bit of a live pod, uh, this episode, or you were expecting some live content, I should say, uh, it's coming. Stay tuned to the end. And you'll be able to hear exactly what we got up to uh, on scene. We had a couple of guys from the Calcio guys on the podcast, Adriano and Nick, uh, Adriano Di Nardo and Nick Di Giovanni. Nick Di Giovanni, of course, is a is an alum of the pod. He's been on before. We had Steve Polillo of Milan Weekly Podcast on as well, who's also been on the show, great friend. And uh, yeah, we, we shot the shit a little bit at halftime uh, and a little bit pregame. I, I kind of just riffed solo for the folks in the bar. Now, fair warning. Uh, the audio was a little bit fucked up. I mean, you, what you're going to hear is, is, is I understand. I, I full, listen, full disclosure, if you want to fucking turn it off when we get to the end of the podcast and it cuts away to the, the live segment at the bar, I totally understand. I was talking over, a, I was talking into a mic that was projected on speakers that would, that, that could be heard or, you know, kind of around the terrace that we were sitting on. Um, so yeah, suboptimal podcasting experience for sure. It was more of a live show than anything else. Thanks to the few listeners who did come out. It was great to meet you all, but yeah, uh, just, just. Just uh, enjoy. We we had a lot of fun. Just uh, I had a lot of fun. Just 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 uh, just talking shit and 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 just improvising with the crowd. But uh, pff, man, I, it was a really it was a really fun time. 
I wish I wish that I could have filmed the reactions to Chiesa and Pessina's goals, but at the same time, I'm happy I didn't because I'm happy I lived in the moment. It was just one of those things where just, you, you you just feel it, you know. You you just get up, you pick up the person next to you as I did. I picked up, I picked the lady up, and I threw. I think I threw a chair over. I think I ran around the inside of the bar and went and just high fived all the uh, everyone everyone who came to the event who uh, <laughs> who I knew. Um, who was who was hiding in the back of the bar, and uh, it, it was it was great. It was a great friggin' time. It was an absolutely great time. Uh, probably won't be going in public again. So it, it would have yeah. It, listen, it it, it would have been for any games in the future. Uh, this tournament, not a promise, but um, not definitely not what I'm expecting to do. So it would have been it would have been nice to get some footage, but whatever. It, sometimes you just gotta live in the moment, man. It felt like one of those. And I gotta say, I I, I honestly wonder. I honestly wonder how many years Yadzuri have taken off of our lives. And I know that sounds like hyperbole, but tr- truly, like, not, not just Yadzuri, but if you watch sports and, and are really heavily invested in it, I genuinely, I genuinely wonder if it's bad for your blood pressure. Like, I had that thought during the game, because when Austria scored that, off, that offside goal that was narrowly offside and... and you know, to go from that just low, that just dreaded... Because, again, you're, you're a little bit nervous throughout the game, right? Once it gets into a knockout match, and it's the second half of a knockout match, and a goal goes in, you're you're a bag of nerves. You're an emotional wreck. But then to go from that to the euphoria of the goal getting called out, I mean, just... just I, I mean, I, was, I we all lost our minds. It was like we had scored a goal. And I just remember this, this feeling of relief and, 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 and just, over, just being overcome with joy. And I thought to myself, this can't be healthy. These emotional swings, like I'm probably gonna pay the price for this at some point down the line. But I just want to say, anyone, anyone who thinks, anyone who wants to say that VAR is stokatsu and it's, 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 you know, VAR staminkia, it's a load of shit. Uh, without VAR, we're all talking about losing a game to Austria in the round of 16 uh, and getting ripped off by an offside goal. Let's all be happy that we have a mathematical exact objective measure now of, of what is right and what is wrong. The linesmen are still there to kind of, you know, interpret between the lines, no pun intended, but it, it's certainly needed. Now, if you want to change the offside rule because you think that it's 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 nonsensical to have, you know, to, to ever be in a position where your, your shoulder's a millimeter offside, I hear you, you know, you want to make the rule, you want to make the case that you need one body part that's behind the defender. That That makes sense, but... Listen, the rules are what they are. The rules are what they are for a reason. Um, I just did it again. <laughs> they are what they are. It is what it is. But no, uh, clear advantage. Clear advantage there to Arnautovic, who was a couple of steps ahead of, 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 of the last defender. I don't know if it was Acerbi. I, I can't remember. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with these games. If you don't record right after the game, like it's all a blur. <laughs> it all feels like a blur. And part of you wants to record right after the game just to talk about all the little the little things that happen and little observations that you have. But then, like, a couple of days pass and you realize that, you know what, like, it's over, it's done, no point in kind of harping on a couple of little things. Ha- having said that, I did have a couple of quick observations, which I wrote down uncharacteristically, that I want to, you hear the paper crumpling? I don't know if you could hear that in the studio. Um, but, yeah, I, just just a couple of, couple of takeaways from the game, a couple of observations, I guess you could say, from the match. Um... <laughs> these aren't even analytical just just things that happened uh, at one point Chiro Immobile had one of the weirdest breakaways I had ever seen where like the ball was bouncing like 25 yards up in the air 
and he would have had to take it down with a perfect trap in motion in order to have a chance to finish. So it was a tough play, but unfortunately, you know, I think I think some people might have shot on him like, oh, you know, what do you do? What are you doing? You got to finish that. You're like you're alone. People had no idea how fucking tough that was. Um, David Alaba had a great game. Uh, very weird to see someone dominate a game from left back, and and. I know, I'm just happy he was out of the way. I know that we kind of underestimated Austria to a certain extent, and we probably didn't take them super seriously uh, in that we assumed we would beat them. And I guess we were right. But, you know, it wasn't without um, stress, and, and it wasn't not laborious. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm, glad to, I'm glad to be rid of David Alaba and, and Marco Arnautovic because I, I, I thought they were, I don't know, just they, they, they made me nervous all game. I'm glad we, we, just, we just kind of cast them aside. Um. I thought we looked a lot worse in the second half than we did in the first. And you'll hear, if you can make out um, what it was we were saying in the latter part of the podcast when you listen into the live the live bit we did at the interval uh, at Chochado. I don't know. Everyone was kind of fairly confident going into the second half. We looked pretty, you know, we looked pretty assured going into the interval. But Austria took it to us in the second half. And you could argue that they were probably better than us overall in the second half. And... Uh, you know, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's anything to be worried about. Part of me wonders if... I, I heard this on Guardian Football Weekly the other day. It might have been Lars Sivertsen who was saying that it was like at a certain point in the second half when we realized like that our, our fate was in the balance. Um, and this, again, this ties into what I was saying before about it being the big leagues now and every game, you know, being being a dogfight, a bloodbath. You know, we're, we're in a real tournament now, right? This is our first stern test. So this kind of ties into that idea. But Lars Sivertsen on Guardian Football Weekly was saying something that I very much agree with, which is that, which I observed in retrospect. It was like in the second half when we realized that our backs were against the wall. <laughs> it's like just our Italian DNA just just, just kicked in. Just our spines started tingling and we, we just sort of kicked in and we, 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 didn't really, we didn't really go for it as much, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that was necessarily true. We did have moments in the second half that I thought could have definitely led to goals on another day. Um, but we, we certainly did seed a little bit more possession and we, we, we kind of were a little bit more cautious, I would say. Now, moments that stood out in the second half. At one point, uh, when Locatelli and Pessina came on, they combined very well. They combined very, very well, where uh, Pessina kind of had a little one-two with Locatelli, made a run in behind the defenders. And if Locatelli had spotted him up maybe a half second earlier, he would have been able to put him in clean through on goal to finish one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Uh, he didn't see him. Instead, Locatelli tried a shot with his right, and it didn't lead to anything, unfortunately. I think it might have been on goal, but it was from, like, outside the 18. I have to say, major shape. Go back and watch that play. If you do wind up rewatching the game, if you're nuts like I am and you rewatch games after, after we play them, uh, crazy how I rewatched that game and it's still a fucking blur even though I watched it basically twice but <laughs> major shades of Pirlo to Grosso in 2006 in that Germany game that little that little uh, no look pass to like split three defenders that that's that was the pass that was on listen I, I'm not suggesting that we go after Manuel Locatelli who by all accounts you know for for most people's money had a very good game when he came in. I'm not saying we lambaste him for not having the vision of Andrea Pirlo at 22, 23 years old as he is. But anyway, the play was on. I, I had flashes of 2006 in my brain. And you know what? I was a little bit ashamed of that because it's such a it's such an easy take. All I ever hear now is, oh, you know, there are shades of 2006 about this team or there are shades of, I don't know, there are shades of, uh, of Grosso 2006. 
in that piscina celebration i saw someone say that on twitter i don't remember who it was i think it was a journalist i'm like yeah i get it you know like you're running and you're being chased but but by, by, by your teammates, but I don't know. I don't know. It feels like everything's fucking, everything always gets linked back to 2006 now. It's the fucking easiest, it's the easiest take. It is absolutely the easiest take. Um, and I, again, I guess with good reason. It's uh, it's permanently branded into our collective psyches. Um, on another note, man, no, I don't know. Hey, the, the Italian barber was fucking banging. He was, he was popping, man. I don't know who cut their hair. But their fades were were peng, every single one of them. And I love because I'm nuts, man. I, like I, I'm I'm so, I'm so fucking vain. I I notice this shit. It could also be because I cut hair as well. And I don't know if I've really said this on the pod. I've probably alluded to it a few times. But I'll, I'll you know most of you have been listening to this for a while. You, you're you you probably if you're not if you're not interested, fuck it. I mean. I'll, uh, I'll 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 share I'll share a little anecdote anywhere I'll, sh- I'll 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 peel back some layers of myself. I've been cutting hair since I'm like 17. I think Genaletti might have alluded to it on the pod before because I'm, I think like we used to sometimes I used to sometimes give him a lineup before we would pod. But I've been cutting hair since like 27. No, it's like 2015. I was like 17 years old. I just started cutting my own, and then by accident. I kind of learned how, like I started doing my father and my grandfather and my cousins, and then friends started coming out, and I never even wanted to be a barber, if you're, that's what you do, great, but I never really intended to do it, but I just sort of fell ass backwards into it and did it by accident, because I was just so vain and was always giving myself a fade, so, so anyway, I noticed this shit, I noticed the nuances of of, of fades, and I ought to say, I, like, I could have told you the Switzerland game today against France, the Swiss team had a barber visit their hotel five days ago. Like, I could tell, I could tell the fucking Italian team. The Azzurri had, uh, like, 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 a crisp lineup the night before. The night before. Every single one of them. Every single goddamn one of them. was in particular on the bench really stood out. But uh, even Giacomo Raspadori. Giacomo, here's how fucked up I am. I noticed Giacomo Raspadori's hair was a disaster the other day. And most people wouldn't have even noticed it. But I thought, mm, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's not really down with, like, a skin fade. But... I feel like that would probably suit him well. It would probably frame his face a little bit better. It would probably, you know, a little bit more tight on the sides. It would look a little crispier. I don't know. It would just work. I don't know if he's really into that, though. It's a shame because he, he's probably a guy who's really happy with how his hair looks right now. This, bear in mind, this is a guy who who's on the bench in this game. I, I only noticed in the friggin' celebrations of the Pesina goal or maybe the Chiesa goal. But I, I noticed that he had a really clean lineup in particular, and I was like, oh, much needed. Very nice, very nice improvement. Go back and watch the Wales game and look at him today. Tell me he doesn't look better. His face is a little bit more nicely framed. Uh, Donnarumma, Donnarumma all around. Very, very solid, very solid work from whoever their barber was. I thought it was Luigi Paisano who who does a lot of the guys based out of Milan who might have done it. It appeared not. I stalked him. I don't know who it is, but whoever the barber was, he has my seal of approval. But one thing in particular stood out. Nicolo Barella needs to lose the mohawk. That mohawk needs to go pronto, ASAP. And and uh, I, did, I didn't bring this up on the pod last week, um, but but Matteo, Matteo Bruzzese of the Bello Bros Collective, or duo, they're not a collective, whatever. One of the two Bello Bros, Matteo, who was on the pod last week, has a little, he has a, a a nice tight fade, like boxed out, boxed out crop look, but he's got like a mohawk going on in the back. I noticed it. I noticed it. Barella has the same one. Like, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. And I think Barella's Barella's got to lose it. I think he he definitely had his least impactful game of the tournament. I would lose the Mohawk. And I wouldn't be shocked because they will get another fresh lineup for the Belgium game. They just will. You know they will. They're going to want to make La Bella Figura as always. Uh, Look for him to lose the Mohawk. Just like I told you guys the other day that the Austrian anthem sucked before I even knew that we would be playing Austria. And then I said if we ever do wind up playing Austria... You know, which is possible based on how the bracket may line up. You know, listen to the anthem, or if not, just j- j- tune in, tune into an Austria game, listen to the anthem, compare it to the Italian one. You'll see that there is no comparison. Just like I told you that a few weeks ago, might have been two weeks ago. I don't even remember now. Fuck, every pot is just blowing by. But uh, they're coming in so hot. But yeah, next week, w- win or lose, when we pod, post Belgium, post Belgium. You'll, you'll see. I, I, might, I may well be vindicated. I may well be vindicated. And if I, and if I remember, I will bring it up on the pot. I probably won't remember. But just, just look out for it in the Belgium game. No Mohawk for Badella, guaranteed. Um, speaking of anthems, how, how upsetting is it that, like, possible Stronzo of the Week to uh, TV delays? And it's not even a TV delay. It's just, I think it's just like echoing and shit. How upsetting is it that you never actually get the full proper experience of Fratelli d'Italia when you're watching on television? You, you kind of get the gist of it, but just to think that that the commentators, mind you, commentators might actually be in the stadium, in the ground, traveling with, I, I, I don't know. Like when Martin Tyler is saying, oh, you know, what a rousing, what a rousing, uh, what a rousing rendition of uh, the Italian national anthem that is. Nobody does it quite like Italy. You know, that doesn't sound like Martin Tyler at all, but whatever. Uh, cookie cutter British accent. Uh, to imitate <laughs> to imitate Martin Tyler when he's saying that I don't know if he's actually in the stadium listening to it live in which case I understand if he kind of feels the energy but in general I find that it's much more tame watching it on TV because it's out of sync it's like the the the, the tune the melody and the crowd singing the anthem is like slightly ahead of the sound that you're getting looking at the players up close with that camera that pans across the line, the player line, right? The, the starting 11 gets panned across and you hear the players all singing and they always sound a little bit uh, you know, out of tune, but it's not. It's just like a delay in, in the sound being picked up. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's really upsetting. I wish people, because you know, people don't actually get, people, everyone says that our anthem is unreal and it is, but and fuck it, it's it's all any it's like all anyone talks about during a major tournament before the kickoff. It's it's like the biggest the biggest thing that 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 that, that people will will tweet about. You know they'll 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 take a still image of everyone going see at the end right at the end of the anthem or just saying you know uh, find someone who who's as passionate about you as the Italians are about their national anthem. I don't know whatever people will tweet out shit like that before the game. But yet and yet they haven't even fully experienced it. That's crazy to me. It's fucking nuts. Um, look, let's talk real quickly about some of the performances in this game. All around, perfect game. That's what I'm going to say. Why, Sam? You know, Immobile is infuriating. Oh, Insignia was ineffective, Sam. Nope, perfect game. We won 2-1. That's it. Basta. Was it upsetting? Yeah. Did we have chances? Fuck yeah, we did. You know? If Berardi scores that that half bicycle kick, rovesciata, bicicletta in the second half on the Spinazzola cross, you're not saying that Chiesa should start the next game. Let's take a breather for a second. I'm giving Stronzo of the week to Doomsday Sayers, who 
come out and say things to the effect of, you know, I hope we learned our lesson. That was our first stern test, and we need to be better, bro. You know, we need to be better. We need to have a better mentality, bro. Better mentality going into the next game, bro. Our mentality wasn't good, bro. You know, Kiesa needs to start, bro. Look, look what happened. Kiesa came in and he scored. It's like I said, bro. He has to start. Hold your horses. Hold your fucking horses, okay? Hold your horses. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to juxtapose this with Mancini, who's hero of the week. Along with Gianluca Vialli, by the way. Gianluca Vialli is a hero of the week because he embraced Mancini on the bench. And it was a beautiful moment. And, and you know, nothing but the best for that guy. Uh, Centani to him. Hope he lives forever. God bless him. You know, and cancer's a fucking cunt. So, big respect to Gianluca Vialli. But, but, with him on the podium, on the Hero of the Week podium, is Roberto Mancini. And we're juxtaposing, sorry, so little that was a little side tangent, but we're juxtaposing this, stay with me, we're juxtaposing this with the Doomsday Sayers saying that, you know, Mancini needs to learn his lesson. And some, 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 you know, some people, some people who I, some people who I respect on social media were saying this, and I was like, ah, fuck, come on. Because I stayed off Twitter during the game. And then after the game, after we won, I was like, what am I doing reading some of this shit? This is awful. Like, like this was a good game. There's no point in being cynical about it. People were saying that Mancini needs to learn his lesson. Listen, Mancini is a hero of the week for this reason, this key reason. His subs were perfectly effective. Pessina scored. Chiesa scored. And Locatelli was an improvement on Verratti. He was a little bit more effective. That's it. That's it. Mancini recognized the need in this particular game for Chiesa. Like you all did, like I did, I said this game is calling for Chiesa. I was, I was sitting in the bar and with my, my, my fellow Italian brethren and, and with, with, uh, with, with, with my lady and with, um, with Mike Miller of, uh, of the Premier Podcast. Check him out if, you, uh, if you're in a Canadian football and you're a, you're a, you're a Canada's listener. But yeah, he, he, he came out, he was sitting next to us and I said to I said to everyone around me, I think this game is calling for Chiesa. Of course, and you know, and it wasn't a hot take; it was obvious. Um, he came on; he was effective. And at the end of the game, when you know there were some tired Austrian legs, uh, you know, d- despite the fact that they had a great game, Dragovic had a had an excellent game. Alaba had a great game. Eventually, they they got a little tired, and Chiesa, who was a little more fresh and who's dynamic. All the time, you know, he did well. He did well to he did well to 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 get on get on a ball from Spinazzola. Took a great touch, finished the goal emphatically with his left foot into the bottom left corner, and sent the Italian diaspora and the Italian populace into euphoria. Great. Now here's the thing: this doesn't mean he has to start. If anything, it means that he works from the bench. I think Berardi made a case in the first two games that he that he that he that he that he. That he did well as a starter. I think he deserved, you know, he definitely deserved the start the other day. You can make the case that Chiesa does. When you get into a tournament like this, you want this kind of depth. These are good problems to have, you know. Pessina scored the goal as well. Two goals, you know, two goals in two games. What a fairy tale story that is. The guy wasn't even included in the squad at the expense of Stefano Sensi. I'm sorry to say, I mean, I cannot see Stefano Sensi having the impact that Pessina has. I'm, I'm happier, and I don't know what, Ma- what Mancini was planning. I think he was also planning on having... Uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini in the lineup um, who was probably going to play a very similar role to what Pessina is doing now uh, and of course Pellegrini got injured and was and was replaced by Castrovilli so I understand why he took Sensi and Pellegrini together but listen I think Pessina has offered more than Sensi would have I really do think so um, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with his contributions in the last two games. Atalanta players, by the way, have looked unreal in this tournament overall. But um, listen, players came off the bench, did well. Kudos to the coach. That's it. Basta. Basta. You're not going to tell me that Chiro Immobile sucked. He almost had one of the goals of the fucking tournament in like the 25th minute. Okay? He got... And, you know, maybe maybe Belgium will take notice of this, but I thought that Austria held a pretty high line, and I think that definitely impeded on Giro's ability to get in behind them. He was sent he was sent balls over the top by Bonucci and Insigne and possibly other players. I don't remember specifics, but I remember Insigne sending, trying to send him through a few times, and I remember Bonucci trying to send him through as well. And, you know, Immobile would be caught... <clears throat> Immobile would be caught offside because the Austrian line was high but he was you know he was forcing them to work he was he was tracking back very deep um which can be effective cannot be the game was calling for Andrea Belotti Mancini subbed him on Belotti didn't score but he held up the ball pretty well he really gave I don't know the, the word in Italian is coming to mind he like he gave he gave the Austrian defense fastidio like he he gave them something to think about. He gave them. He gave them some. He gave them. He gave them shit. He he he. He was. I don't know. He gave them fastidio. Fuck it. Li ha dato fastidio. And that's exactly what you want from a substitute like him. You could make the case that he ought to start the next game. Sure. But I think if anything, it just proves that he was effective coming off the bench. That's it. That's all. It ends there. So, you know, maybe we'll roll with the same 11 as we did against Austria to start. And, and you know, maybe we'll lose to Belgium. We'll get to that, but maybe we'll lose to Belgium. I don't want to hear that Mancini fucked it up. Because there's, there's a case to be made that pretty much anyone that he could play has warranted it in some capacity. Um, so... Yeah, look, look, great game overall. I'm really happy. It's, 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 it was a little bit stressful. Again, the fact that it required extra time was definitely upsetting. But hey, you know, we won it. We won it in, through through open play. We didn't require penalties. We're undefeated in what fucking 31 matches. The Austrians made us sweat it out at the end when they scored a goal the first time. We conceded in like 11 matches, 12 matches, whatever it was. Okay, you know. I also think we wouldn't have relaxed as much as we did if we hadn't scored the two goals. So I'm not worried. You know, the result is all that matters in this case. It's a fucking platitude, but it really is all that matters. And also, by the way, Giovanni Di Lorenzo had an incredible run late on in the game. I just, I don't know where that burst of energy came from. I'm happy he has a week to recover. I'm happy they all have a week to recover because, listen, for, frankly, anytime you play 120 minutes, you definitely get exhausted. You get zonked. You saw it today in the games that happened between Spain and Croatia. The Croats were dead. The Croatians, the Croats, the Croatians were dead at the end. Which one is it? I think both are correct. I think the language is Croat. They are Croatian. I hear, I hear commentators say Croatian all the time. So let's just roll with that. The Croatians were dead at the end of that game. Felt like the only player that was running at the end of that game was Alvaro Morata, who, by the way, as a Juventino, I was happy to see score after he was getting absolutely shat on by the Italian, uh, excuse me, by the by the Spanish. Not really the press. I think it was more the fans, just the people sending him obscene things, you know, all the shit that you expect to see in major tournaments, unfortunately. But, but, but yeah, most people weren't running in that game. And at the end of the Switzerland-France game, everyone was dead, positively dead. So listen, much deserved rest for the boys. And uh, so it's Belgium. Belgium beat Portugal yesterday in an ugly 1-0 game. It looks like Hazard's out for the tournament. De Bruyne, who already has a broken face, 
appeared to have gone out with a muscular injury. I think he'll be really banged up. I think we can beat them. I really do. Belgium will be favored. And if and when we beat them, people will be shocked and say, holy shit, how did this happen? But let's be honest. We beat them with a much worse team a couple years ago. Their defense is not that impressive. They're not. You know, like Thomas Vermaelen would not get into our, he would not, he would not get into our defense. He wouldn't, you know, let's, let's remember that, you know, Lukaku plays in Serie A, he plays against Acerbi and Chiellini and Bonucci. I don't know if Chiellini is going to be healthy and ready to go, but you, you'd probably give Chiellini an edge in, in, in a game like this, in a big game in a major tournament, you know, he has big game experience. Fuck me, you could even put Bastoni on Lukaku and I would still probably give Lukaku the edge, but I mean, they're teammates at Inter. I don't believe Mancini will do that. I think that would be crazy. It would be risky. I don't think it will happen as a result. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, see. we'll see what happens. I think we're going to have more free reign down the right side for sure as we did against Austria. Um, and, and, you know, Spinazzola hasn't looked off on the left-hand side in every game he's played. He was another standout performer in this fucking game. So, uh, listen, I, I feel good about this fucking game. I, re- I do. Now, let's all, let's all just give a nod to the fact that France are out. Switzerland knocked them out. Absolutely thrilling game. So, if we beat Belgium, we'll be facing either Spain or Switzerland. Do you feel bad about facing either team in the semifinal? I don't. I see a very clear path to this, to this title. I do. Um, and, and, you know, bring it on. Bring it the fuck on. Bring it the fuck on, man. It's going to be a great day on Saturday. On Friday, I should say. Excuse me. I don't know how I'm going to survive. The Montreal Canadiens are playing a playoff game, excuse me, a Stanley Cup final game that night. Uh, for the first time in my lifetime, they're in the Stanley Cup final. What a time it's going to be for me. I've taken the day off on Friday because I have some personal stuff going on as well. Um, uh, po- positive personal stuff just in my family and shit. It's going to be a crazy fucking day. It's going to be an absolutely insane day. It's going to be nuts. I, I, I can't say that it'll be easy it'll be a crazy game but I think I think it could wind up being a I think listen I have a feeling it'll probably wind up going on to be a classic game uh, I don't know that it'll be as easy as a lot of us are suspecting now that Hazard Eden Hazard that is fucking his brother looks pretty good too but Eden Hazard and the Bruyne may be out but I, either either way listen if we roll if we roll over them easily it'll still be a classic for us it will be so um yeah, bring it the fuck on, man. Bring it the fuck on. You know, France are out. You know, nobody expected them to go out to Switzerland. Who, by the way, we killed 3 nothing like less than two weeks ago. You know, anything can happen in a knockout game. A knockout game is not the same as a group game. Different energy. That's for sure. But let's just, let's just, let's just be calm and, and, and let them do their thing. They know what they know what he they know what they're doing. Mancini knows what he's doing. Okay, let's all take a breather and let's all stop issuing warnings saying you better you better fucking start Kiesa next game. No, whatever happens, relax, relax. We have a good team. We have a good collective group here. That said, don't be that guy now who's saying Italy, you better win. You you better win for me. Don't disappoint me now. Don't break my heart. Don't go breaking my heart and don't win. Like, there's no excuse. Not, no, th- there is an excuse. You don't know who we're going to face in the final. Belgium are thinking there's no excuse, right? England, I mean, deluded England are still deluded England. But England are now going into the Germany game thinking, we just have to beat Germany. 
you know, and then there's no excuse. It's coming home. The Germans think, oh, you know, we just got to, we got to, you know, dispose of England as we usually do. And, and it's ours. Denmark is dreaming now. Denmark is dreaming now. They think they're going to the final. They see a pathway to the final now that they're playing the Czech Republic in the quarters. You know, so so take it easy. And, and I'm not saying Denmark is a better team than us. I'm not saying England's a better team than us. I believe we're even a better team than Belgium. I do. I think we're probably the best. I think you can make the case we're the best side in the competition. You could also argue that you don't even have to be the best side to win. And we're definitely good enough to win. But let's let's not start just saying that because France are out now, because Holland is out, what? That guarantees us the fucking thing? No, let's, let's calm down. The expectation going into this tournament was to just surprise people and go on a good run. We've done that. And we're doing it. I have a feeling we'll beat Belgium. I believe we can, for sure. If I had to put money on it, I think it'll probably happen, just on the evidence of what I've seen so far. Um, but, you know, again, this team owes you nothing. Don't start making threats, you know. You better win. You better fucking win. You know, there's no excuse now. France are, okay. Like, 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 we weren't going to have to beat France anyway, you know? I mean, the, the task doesn't get easier. We just have to beat the guys that beat France or the guys who beat the guys that beat France. It's You know, if you get Spain in a semifinal, if we even beat Belgium, if we get Spain in a semifinal, that's nothing to sneeze at. I don't think the Spanish side strike up the same amount of fear as they might have a few years ago, but let's not sneeze at them. Let's not sneeze at them. Let's just be aware of the fact that whoever we play will probably cause a challenge. I mean, it will it will it will it will it will certainly be a tough game no matter who we play. And and the evidence of that is it was a tough game against Austria and almost every single game now has been difficult. In fact, every every game has been difficult. I'm thinking now in the knockout round, nobody has really run away with it. Nobody has really run away with it. Except Denmark, who who smoked Wales. But, you know, it's not like any big team has, has just steamrolled a smaller team. It hasn't happened yet at the time of recording. So let's just... Let's just... Listen, let's be happy that France are out because they're France and because they're our rivals and nothing more. Just be happy that they're suffering, and you want to see them suffer in a major tournament. I, I get it. I'm delighted. I want to build a statue of Jan Sommer at the border with Italy. I'm super down with it. I mean, the entire country of 60, 70 million people are losing their minds right now. What is the population of Italy? What is the population? What is it? I think it's 60 million. 60 and change. And, you know, millions more around the world. You look that up. Population of... Of Italy. Of Italy. 60 million. Okay, I was right the first time. 60 million in Italy and millions around the world were cheering for Switzerland. Right? I get it. It was fun. It was it was great to see them choke in fucking Ricardo Rodriguez. I don't know why I just said it. I mean, it is a Spanish name. I don't know why I put so much emphasis on the Spanish pronunciation, but whatever. Fucking Ricardo Rodriguez. Ricardo Rodriguez. 
Ricardo Rodriguez, hijo de puta. Uh, man. The Torino man. How the fuck? Yeah, I, I don't know how that guy's still taking penalties for, for Switzerland. He apparently, I've o I feel like I've only ever seen him miss penalties for Switzerland. I feel like I've only ever seen him miss penalties, period. I can't remember the last time I saw him score one. For them to have rallied from that when they should have gone up 2-0, to then go down 2-1 and rally all the way back after going down 3-1, to tie 3-3 and win on penalties is incredible. It's 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 astounding. I'm fired up, man. I'm I'm so I'm so happy at the result. Although I was disappointed that we wouldn't have gotten the chance to beat France. And that's the thing. Like let's not celebrate the fact that we, you know, that that a big boy are out. You you, you thought we could win it anyway. You, listener. I mean, every every Italian thought we could win it. After the group, everyone thought, that's it. Doesn't matter who we face. We're going to win. Like, if you thought we, you know, if you thought we could beat France, you were confident that we'd be able to beat them. This doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't change anything really for you then. I mean, if you're saying that now you think there's a better chance that we win or we have to win now, we have to win now. That means that you had a bit of doubt that we might lose to France. It's understandable. But I don't know. Just I, I think I, we need to just enjoy it and take it in stride, you know. But hey, let's be happy with uh, let's be happy with 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 how things have gone so far, and let's be fired up. Let's be fired up. Why the fuck not? Being fired up is good. So let let's bear all that in mind. And uh, yeah, get fired up this week, man. Get fired up. Don't get so fired up that you paint your face. And wear an afro or, or go in full Roman gladiator garb to a game. I don't know who the fuck does that. You got to be a sicko to do that. I don't know who who the fuck. What adult thinks I'm going to go to an Italy game? In, 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 in. I, I've never met an Italian person that would feel. And again, maybe they're maybe these are just the one the case of like the, the one or two wackos that are getting on TV because they look crazy. But I've never met an Italian person who 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 just associates at least in conversation. You know the. the the idea of the Roman Empire being emblematic of of Italy. Listen, I do to a certain extent. I I enjoy history. I, I like the movie Gladiator. I like imagery of of old Roman times. I love the city of Rome. Uh, I love I, optically. I, I I enjoy. It's a city I enjoy walking around, especially the older parts of it. It's fucking sick. I would even I'm even thinking of getting it incorporated into a tattoo to a certain extent. Like, you know, kind of a, a tattoo dedicated to my Italian background, whatever. Or just not my Italian background, but my, my past, whatever, which is, you know, linked somehow to La Patria. Um, God, I, I sound so fucking fascist when I say that. It's it's not it's really not as it's really not as Mussolini esque as it sounds. In any event, listen, I understand the 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 the, the desire to to, 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 to look positively on, on <laughs> the time of the Colosseum and gladiators, to go to a fucking game dressed as a gladiator in, in a, what is it, what is that thing they wear? Um, those skirts, what the hell are they called? A, tun a, a tunic? I think it's called a tunic. I don't know. You, you gotta be nuts, man. You gotta have a couple of fucking screws loose to do that shit. Also, but anyone who's saying that Federico Chiesa, like I love the people that are shocked that Federico Chiesa speaks really good English. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he did an English interview again for like the second game in a row, and he speaks well. And I actually want to shout out uh, my boy Rahul, Rahul Sharma, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He pointed this out on Twitter, and I was I was saying this to a few friends last week. 
um, before I saw him read this. So shout out to him for for independently sharing my thought on this. Like, no shit, the guy speaks English. He's the fucking son of a, a millionaire footballer who obviously went to international schools. That's shocking. I love how people are like, yo, look at this guy. He speaks better. <laughs> he speaks really good English. Like in, in such a patronizing way. But here's what's funny. I saw, a lot of, I saw a lot of people saying that he speaks better English than most Americans. That is true. That is definitely fucking true. Certainly, he speaks better English or, or, or more. Let me put it this way. He speaks more. Um, he speaks English that certainly sounds a little bit better to the ear or that sounds a little bit more intelligent than than uh, like Brooklyn Brooklyn English or Brooklyn Italian English. Now, don't come at me for saying that you guys don't sound smart, but if you're telling me that saying, yeah, yeah, you good, you good. I mean, listen, they don't really speak like that on the Supreme Court. Let's put it that way, you know? It's, it, it's, it's, it, I've actually had this thought before. Like people in, in, in immigrant, in ethnic immigrant communities that speak a certain brand of English like this kind of almost weird dialect that gets created just from like morphing of different languages to the point that like they're they're totally fluent and proficient in English. But if you hear them speak, they don't sound like they're speaking standard American English or standard BBC English, you know, depending on where you are. Uh, you know, let's just, take, let's just take North America or the UK as two examples, you know, if you... If you know, if you speak standard American English, it's what you tend to hear on like the news. If you speak standard BBC English, it's what you tend to hear on the radio or on TV in England. Same thing. But <laughs> so anyway, just just thought that thought that was funny. He definitely sounds more proper than a lot of the Italians in the East End of Montreal, for example, where I took in the game, and who are by the way great people. Um, and on that note, we'll uh, we'll throw it over to actually. You know what? No, wait. Before we do get before we do throw it over to. Um, the live pregame uh, pod at the cafe uh, at uh, Chochado in the east end of Montreal. I had a couple of things I just wanted to bring up really quickly. Um, only in Italy moment. Only in fucking Italy moment. And I think I might have alluded to this at the bar, but the the uh, again the audio fucking sucks. I, I'm just I'm just gonna come out and say it like point blank. It fucking sucks. So you you might be forgiven, and people are talking to me. There, there's the game on in the background. There's music on in the background. You can't even hear the music. I think it was going on in the inside of the bar, like this playlist that I had set up. But like, like whoa, whoa, whatever. Like, just, it's a bit of a bordello. So I'll just repeat it here because again, this 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 thing has gotten a little bit more. I don't know. There have been more developments in this story. So <laughs> there, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of controversy about uh, whether the Italians would take the knee before the game against Austria. And they they elected uh, none other than Leonardo Bonucci, noted scholar and and student of, of, uh, of, of public relations who about a year and a half ago said that Moise Keane getting racially abused at Cagliari after celebrating a goal in front of the fans was partly to blame for the racial abuse because he taunted the fans. Uh, great, great optics there. Uh, he was the guy that they opted to to make the case for why they would or would not be kneeling for the anthem. <laughs> and they said at this time he'll be giving his address, he'll be speaking to the media, he'll be talking about the decision, among other things, which was hilarious in and of itself. It was. But we went a step further. That wasn't enough. We went a step further. Uh, because we are just we're just the fucking king. We're the PR kings, man. 
We are the king. Only in Italy, moments exist for a reason, people. You, listen, think what you think what you want about the Black Lives Matter movement and 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 what they what they've done. And I think fundamentally, we can all agree that racism is bad. You know, if you're one of the if you're one of the few people listening to this podcast. You know, who who think who thinks that who who thinks that racism is cool? I mean, I think you're in a minority. I think you're in the fucking minority, dude. You know what I mean? Like like if you're sort of on the fence as to whether or not we should look to mitigate uh, racial prejudice in society, uh, I think you're I think you're fighting the current on that one, bro. I, I I do I do. So if we assume that you're all just sensical people who are just you know cool with everyone, like I mean most people are and should be, you know. Let's let's just forget about what you think about the Black Lives Matter movement and whether you think it's necessary or not. Can we all just agree that the way that 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 La Nazionale have and I don't even know that this is the players' fault per se, um, <laughs> but I guess we'll call it the federation. But can we just talk about how crazy it is the way that they handled this? This is and and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I'm not offended by this at all. I'm just amused because again, this is the most Italian stance ever. So. In case you missed the news, basically Giorgio Chiellini today, I guess they they they, they decided that he would be the one to, to finally present the the the, the case uh, for the decision that they wound up making to the media. I guess it was decided that he would be the one to, to go through with it. Although Bonucci, it was reported a few days ago, we'll be speaking on the subject. Ultimately, when the final decision was rendered, it was Chiellini who today, uh, Monday, the twenty eighth of June, gave his. Uh, his his uh, explanation, I guess, as to what was decided. He said that they will be kneeling against Belgium on Friday. Uh, okay, sure. A lot of teams are kneeling. You want to kneel too, you know? You're not even kneeling for the anthem. You're kneeling before the game, before kickoff. Man, well, you know, whatever. It was funny against Wales, like all the Welsh players did, and then a few a few Italians kind of did instantly, and a few others just stood. A few looked confused, and even it's like they hadn't even thought about it. They hadn't even talked about it. Which okay, fine, fair, you know. I guess the conversation's not really going in Italy as much as it is in 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 other parts of the world. I think that's a fair assessment. I think you know it's definitely a conversation that was occurring more in England than it was in Italy. Now let me just say, race is a very taboo subject in Italy. The idea of racism. Uh, and you know foreigners, and the reason for that is Italy can't even get its own house in order. There is 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 provincialism in Italy, whereby people discriminate not only from people, not only people abroad who are different, but people who who, who come from different towns. There's fucking Campanilismo. Oh, you know, I don't like you Brescia because I'm from you know Bergamo. I don't like you. You know, I don't like you. Uh, I don't like you. You fucking Napoletani because I'm from Calabria. You know, we don't like Sicily because they're you know they're basically African, right? Which is to say, they're different. You know, you know, we don't like Sardinia because they speak funny. You know what I mean? We don't. We don't like. We don't like. You know, the south. You know, certain people in the south don't like Trentino Alto Adige because they're basically. You know, they speak a little bit of German up there in some parts. So, that you you know, you can't really trust them. Italy can't even get its own houses. We can't even get our own fucking house in order. So, it's no surprise that we're definitely behind the A-ball in terms of the, 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 the PR, I guess, of fighting racism. Even though I think the intention is, is, is to not offend anyone here. I think literally the intention is not to offend anyone here. Because here's, here's the caveat. They're not just kneeling for the anthem against Belgium. I guess I should probably spit out everything that they said. 
So they're kneeling against Belgium, which on paper you think is like, okay, good, whatever. They're you know they're kneeling in solidarity, sure, okay, Black Lives Matter, whatever. You know, we're, we 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 are we are for the we are for the treatment of all people uh, as equals. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, they're only kneeling in solidarity, and they've said this. They said they, Kellini explained that they're they're not kneeling in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement or as an anti-racism gesture. They're just doing it in solidarity with Belgium. So Belgium opted to do it. They have communicated that they will be doing it. Ergo, we're doing it too in solidarity with them. Bruh. Bruh. Oh my God. Like, this is just, it's just <laughs> you know what this is? It's just, it's just the most classic Italian. I don't want to offend anyone, so I'm going to pussyfoot and I'm not going to take a stance. And you know what? I'm not even saying... And I know some people think that it's the duty of the Ital- of you know of of a, of a major, you know Giovanni from Turin Giants. I was speaking to him today, uh, and he was he made a good point. He was saying you know maybe maybe you know Italy as a as a top ten developed country in the world arguably should champion you know some progressive causes of 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 of, ega- of you know living in an egalitarian society. Egalita- I don't know if egalitarian is the right word. A society where everyone is you know tr- treated the same, where everyone has the same rights, right? Okay, where everyone is, is regarded in the same in the same vein, and you could argue that Italy's probably like some countries in Eastern Europe. Italy's probably a country that could use a little bit of an opening of spirit to to these kinds of ideas. And you know, case in point, incidents of racial abuse that have occurred in recent years in Serie A games. You know, terrible shit that should never happen. So. You could you could argue that like if there's if there is a country again I'm not arguing this but you could argue that it would make sense for Italy to actually say you know we have a lot of progress to make in our society in the in Italian society we need to we need to get the dialogue going on this there is no dialogue right now we need to get it you know or at least not in the public sphere you know so optically we're not just doing this for optics we're just doing this we're actually doing this to we're actually doing this as a as a real you know, as as a real as a real gesture, you know what I mean? But they don't want to be political, so they're saying they're saying we're not actually doing this to support anyone. So uh, if you're not really down with uh, the movement, don't worry. We're not really down. We're not saying we're down with it either. But if you are down with it and you think we should be kneeling, we are kneeling. But like you know, not because of what the movement means. It's just the most. It's just so stupid. Just shut up. At that point, say nothing and do nothing. Just shut the fuck up. Just you know, they want to kneel. They want to kneel. Do like, I don't know. I don't know. Just honestly, just don't kneel and shut up about it, or just do it and say you're doing it. Like, like don't half ass. Don't half ass it. You know what I mean? Die on the hill or don't. Just fucking hilarious. It's you know whatever. Some people are saying it's sad. I think it's just funny because it's exactly what I would expect of 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 just Italians sitting around a table saying, okay, we need to do the right thing. You know. But how can we how can we be as optically neutral as possible so that we so that we hit all sides? We're gonna try to do the correct optic thing here, the op, the correct optic thing here, you know, for just for, for from an optical standpoint. We're gonna do the thing that's gonna that, you know that 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 feels like the politically correct thing to do. But um, we don't want to uh, we don't want to uh, we don't we don't want to piss anyone else off, you know. By dying on a particular hill, it's I don't know. It's just, it's just fucking hilarious. It's exactly the kind of pussyfooting and neutrality that you would expect of 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 an Italian bureaucratic 
um, entity. Because, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy that the players came up with this. They sat around the breakfast table and decided on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, if the opponent does it, we'll do it too, you know. But we're, we're only we're only anti-racist we're only anti-racist if we're asked to be. <laughs> I don't know. Just everything everything's so funny. It's the, the the Italian indifference is is palpable. It's fucking palpable. I can't be the only one who laughed at this. I can't be the only one. Anyway, uh, okay. Let's uh, let's throw it over to the pre-game shoot the shit and halftime shoot the shit before uh, Italia Austria and at halftime. Done live at the bar in Montreal. Fun little event we did. Again, audio fucking sucks. If you want to stay tuned and you want to hear me roast the crowd a little bit, uh, you know, stay tuned. Fucking enjoy. If not, I'll uh, I'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, let's fucking go. All right, baby, it's fucking game day. Let's go. I was told to keep this radio friendly and not swear live on pod, but I don't see any kids around. So unless or until I get tapped on the shoulder, that isn't going to happen, folks. We're live at Cafe Trochado. Listeners listening in around the world, in the east end of Montreal. Here we are, live on scene. About 30 minutes to kick off as Italy take on Austria in the round of 16 of Euro 2020. I'm fired up, man. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. We're live on scene, man. This place is jumping. COVID doesn't exist in the east end. That's a fun fact. It doesn't fucking exist. Yeah, man. We're going to have a great fucking time. We're going to be potting all day. Pre-game, maybe a little bit at halftime, post-game. We'll see how things go. Uh, beautiful rainy day here in Montreal. We're, uh, we're fired up, man. Everyone's in a really good mood. Every everyone's in a really fucking good mood. Lineup is out. Lineup is out, people. Let's fucking read it off. We've got Donnarumma in goal. Di Lorenzo starting on the right. Florenzi's still out. Acerbi steps in. For Giorgio Chiellini, who's still out with a muscular injury. Bonucci stays in the lineup. Spinazzola, no surprise, starts on the left. Verratti's back in the midfield with Barella and Giorginio Frello. We've got Berardi keeping his starting spot from the first two matches. With Giro Immobile in punto. And Lorenzino Insigne on the left-hand side. Man, this is going to go fucking terribly if we wind up losing this game. Let me just say, I, I hate fucking being in bars. I hate watching games in bars. I, I just get so nervous, man. You people make me nervous, all of you. You guys make me nervous when I watch in bars. You guys make me bloody nervous, I swear to God. But here I am, you know, rolling the dice, hoping that Austria aren't going to be too tall an opponent. And uh, that's it, man. That's it. That's it. So, let's uh, rock and roll, man. I'm in a great fucking mood. I'm in a great fucking mood. I gotta say, it was the, the East End is another world, man. If you don't come from this part of the city and you're Italian, it's 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 another world, man. Everyone calls each other bello. People will come up to you and start just like tapping you on the cheek. I'm telling you, man, COVID doesn't exist out here. You guys are nuts. It's basically like the Long Island of Canada. You know? Anyway. So, um... At the risk of, uh, at the risk of uh, sounding like any more of a fucking stronzo here, as these people look around and wonder what the hell's going on, um, let's. Uh, sh should we call someone up? I've got. I, there's, a, there's a very colorful crowd here, man. There's a very colorful, eclectic crowd. People are looking at me, not knowing what the hell's going on. 
and uh, it's 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 just hilarious. People are just people are nodding, just giving the giving the old nod and saying, "What the hell is this? What's going on here? Is this guy for real? Who is this motherfucker?" <laughs> oh man, let's talk about what else has been going on. Denmark just smoked Wales three 0 four 0 four 0 I'm just gonna say it. I got Denmark going all the way, man. I got Denmark going all the way. Bring it, bring it to the, take it to the bank, man. Take it to the bank. No Ericsson, no problem. If, if anything, that's actually going to strengthen them. The burden of tragedy will will propel them further into this tournament. I've got them losing to Italy in the final, which I, I don't even know how that happened. Nobody would have thought that that would have fucking happened. But here we are. Uh, two sides of the bracket are incredibly unbalanced. So should we go on to beat Austria today, which by the time you're listening to this, you'll be aware of what the result is. Man, if we wind up losing to them, that'd be really fucking funny. If you, you're listening to this pre-pod segment near, you just you just hear how cocky we all are, and then you know. Anyway, let's not put that out into the universe. But if we do go on to beat Austria, we'll have to take on either Belgium or Portugal. So that'll be a real interesting one, man, because this side of the bracket is gonna be a fucking bloodbath. Who the hell is on the other side? You got Germany and England, and one of them's gonna take the other one down. So. We'll see. I got Denmark going all the way, man. I got them upset in the Dutch in the semi-final. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see how things pan out, man. Let's just focus on let's just focus on who's ahead of us, you know. Let's just focus on who's ahead of us. Who cares? Who cares if we have to play? We're gonna have to beat the best fucking teams anyway. So we'll see. We'll see what the fuck happens, man. Not a lot of car flags. Not a lot of car flags around Montreal this time of year. I was really surprised. I think. Montreal Canadiens are going on a bit of a run right now, and it's they're they're monopolizing they're monopolizing people's car windows, you know. I, I think I saw one flag going from the West Island coming out to the east end of Montreal, driving like 30 minutes. One Italian flag the whole time. I saw a Croatian flag, and that was it. I saw a Mexican flag, and I almost beat the guy. And I had I had a flag in my car. I almost fucking waved it so the guy would see. And I noticed there was a I noticed there was like that that Mexican eagle in the middle of it middle of the flag and I was so disappointed first of all I don't know why I don't know who's repping Mexico this time of year there's, there's no international football going on that I'm aware of but I almost just honked it I almost beat them anyway I just missed that comunita I missed the fucking comunita of it all so I was gonna wave my Italian flag really quickly hope that he wouldn't notice that it wasn't a Mexican flag I was just hoping to get a beat back I need that validation man I need that validation if we win today you guys better put your fucking car flags on all of you so scenes if we do win today man I don't know, hopefully this rain lets off and, and people could just take to the streets. It'll be mad. People were going nuts after we beat Wales 1-0 in like a nothing game. I actually got into some hot water. I tweeted out I tweeted out a video of celebrations downtown, or in the East End of Montreal, I should say. Downtown East End. That's a fucking oxymoron. Couldn't be more opposite. Just, just a, bunch, a bunch of wops just riding around on scooters, just waving flags and shit. I reposted a guy's video, some square journalist. Uh, I reposted him, tagged him, gave him credit. The guy reported me. The guy fucking reported me on Twitter. And I got a strike against my account. I got a strike against my account. Because I cut out the fact that it was going on on Boulevard Maurice Duplessis. Because he thought it was a very important detail to include that, that this was going on at the east end of Montreal. Very important detail. Because, you know, art, bro. It's like his art. So, so many journalists are so fucking square, man. People are looking at me now. People are looking at me like people thought I would be a journalist just setting up my shit here. And here I am just, just cursing people out. And forget about it, man. Forget it. 
not a journalist. Who wants to be a journalist, man? Who the hell wants to cover the Azzurri? Like, let me give you an example. If you're a journalist, if you're a journalist, you see Leonardo Bonucci coming out yesterday and being the PR man, the, the, the spokesperson, as, you know, the incumbent, as, as, the, as the current de facto captain, for why the Azzurri may or may not take a knee during the anthems today. And you can't laugh at that, because what, you're a journalist? You've got to come out and say, what, a, what an abhorrent decision by the Federation. Come on, man. Laugh at it. It's ridiculous. Just laugh at the insanity of it all. That's what you got to do. Just laugh at the fucking insanity of it. Laugh at the insanity of it. That's... I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing... That's going to be like... I wonder if anyone was taking odds on that. Will Italy or will Italy not kneel? Will, will they or will they not? I just, I just love the fact that they had Bonucci be the guy to be the spokesperson for the fucking thing. Are they nuts? Are they nuts? Like, you got to admire... Honestly, I wonder if they're doing it as a troll. Just because it'll get more eyeballs on the decision. You know what I mean? Like, if Marco Verratti is coming out and saying why they will or won't do it, no one gives a shit. No one fucking cares. But it's Bonucci, right? We all remember what he said about Moiskin a couple years ago, that whole quote about Cagliari and the racial abuse he got being 50-50. Partly, partly, partly his blame for, for, what, taunting them. And they put him as the fucking face of why we may or may not make a decision that will get a ton of PR. Only in Italy. That's the only in Italy moment of the week, baby. That's the only in Italy moment this week. Man, this place is going to be jumping. This place is going to jump. Yeah, man. This is going to be a big fucking game. we got to flex our muscles today, bro. We really do. Really fucking do. I wonder how many uncles of people here think that Buffon is still starting. How many people were just shocked that Buffon isn't still in the team? You, you, we all have that one uncle. That one uncle who's like, hey, Buffon, where is he? Your uncle that still thought fucking Del Piero was playing five years ago, you know, the seasonal fan. I look forward to seeing the level of, the level of cultural proficiency in this place. I really do. I'll tell you what, everyone's got an opinion about it, though. Informed or not, everyone's got a goddamn opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. What's up, bro? All right. Oh, look who we got here. We got uh, we got Nick Di Giovanni of the Calcio guys. He's walking away from me. What the hell's going on? Di Job is walking away. We'll get him back on. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Great to see fucking listeners coming through. Thanks to all the listeners who did come out. We'll be. Uh, I, I warned you. I warned you, motherfuckers. Come early. Twenty minutes to kick off. The place is packed. You're not gonna get a spot. You're gonna come and say, Sam, buy me a coffee. I'm gonna say, ah, where are you gonna sit down? We're gonna fucking sit down. We don't fuck around, man. We don't fuck around when this shit happens. I love that I've just been giving Cap Blanche to say whatever the hell I want. Can I use the C word? Can I use the fucking C word? No one's coming at me. I was told there would be kids, that I'd have to be radio friendly. I thought, I'll test the waters, I'll drop an F bomb. Nothing. That's it. You shouldn't have given me the cookie. Now I'm just gonna. You shouldn't have given me one Oreo, man. I'm just opening the whole pack of Oreos and going, going in on it. I have to. I have to. I love how I just said WAP before nobody turned their head. It's kind of like the N-word for Italians. It really is. It's become a... You know what? It, it is, but it isn't, because other people are allowed to say it. I would actually like it if we could reclaim that word. Can we do that? What do you guys think? Let's reclaim... Should we call it the W word? Let's not even say it anymore. We'll only say it to each other. I think that's the move. Just just in an effort... Uh, in an effort to... Uh, in an effort to get... I don't know, just... It, it, in an, in an effort to, to get to get pissed off about something, it'd be a lot of fun. Wow. There's a guy here rocking a bastoni kit. That guy is. Should I? Should my Juventino ass have him on? 
what, what, the, what, what are we gonna do? You know what? I'm just gonna put this guy in the spot. He's gonna be so fucking nervous. Hey, bro. What's going, man? Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to see you. Well, nice to meet you. Do you mind tapping the? Do you mind tapping that guy on the shoulder? I know he's waiting in line. The guy with the bus. Hey, man. Do you mind coming here for a sec? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get your spot back in line. Can I ask you a question? What prompted you to buy that bastoni kit? What prompted the purchase of that bastoni kit? Are you an interista? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that a Kellini kit? Who do you have, who do you have on the back of your jersey? Who? Who is it? Agostino. I could have sworn I Turn around, turn around. I still can't read it. You're still not showing it to me. Agostino. I thought it said bastoni. I thought it said bastoni. I was going to rip a new one. Okay, no, I got it. Agostino's your last name. I was gonna rip you a new one for buying the jersey of someone younger than you. That's like a capital sin. You can never, you can never do that, man. I'm 23. Like the pool of players that I could buy the jersey from is increasingly smaller, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. At a certain point, I will no longer be able to buy certain jerseys. I will no longer be able to put a name on any jersey ever. It's borderline acceptable for a grown man to wear a jersey at all. A tracksuit is definitely the. We've actually got a tracksuit connoisseur here. I've got Marco next to me, who was losing his mind when I came in with an Italia 90 jacket. Came in all proudly thinking like, you know, I'm rocking the same thing that Toto Schilacci rocked in 1990. Doesn't the guy correct me and say, actually, well, actually, they only wore that in 1989 during the qualifying campaign. Who knew? Who the hell knew? It's a real shame that we've got these jackasses on TSN now commentating. I had a banger playlist and every fucking time I would walk away from the bar, some asshole would unplug it. I'm sure that was what was going on. Who, unplug who unplugs Italian trap, man? Just revel in the revel, revel in the novelty of it all, man. Who wants to hear these jerk-offs anyway? Who wants to hear these guys? You know they're going to underestimate Italy anyway. They always fucking do. They always do. Everyone underestimates Italy without exception. Anyway, I'm going to switch fucking mics. Let's approach it. Oh, my God. Sound quality just got infinitely better for those I'm double micing right now sound quality just got infinitely better for anyone that's listening for the, anyone that's listening back I'm double micing right now I got one in one hand one in the other this, if someone wanted to take a picture of me right now they could fucking roast me a new one absolutely roast me it's great to see that the rain let up it's great to see that the fucking rain let up man. so anyway let's reclaim WAP man let's do it let's reclaim WAP kind of like that episode of like The Sopranos when they went after Columbus Day and they just they died on that height on that hill, even though Columbus smoked like legions of indigenous people, they just they didn't care. Silvio Dante was going off on why Columbus was a hero to Italian Americans. That's what I want to see. I want to see that kind of conviction. Let's rally around this Euro run as we inevitably go on to win this fucking tournament and just reclaim WAP. I want to see Sopranos levels of. I want to see flags on every goddamn car. You guys are sick, man. You know what it is? Because everyone out here is everyone out here is part of the same community. Everyone just assumes that you could just beep any car. You don't need an actual flag. Do it. Do it. Just flex on people. What do you guys never venture out of the East End? Go. When you drive in other parts out of the Enclave, have the fucking flag. Do it. Come on, man. It's a great look. Anyway, it's a real. It's a great time here, man. It's uh. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a, an electric game. We'll see. We'll see what the hell happens. We'll see what the hell happens. I wonder how many. I love. I, I love how I called that kid up before and he wouldn't even jump on the mic. He was too scared to jump on the mic. Does anyone have the balls to come on the mic right now and just give a prediction? What's going on? What's going on right now? Ooh, ooh. No, but people are just cowering away. Cowering away. Shamelessly cowering away. Man, we gotta get this playlist going back again. We gotta get this playlist back. 
Up and running. Up and running. Over running. How many? So, so. Do you think that the commentator is going to make a comment about the national anthem every fucking time that we play? What do you guys think? Nod, yes or no? Yeah? Well, because I, I cannot get over the fact that. I can't get over the fact that they can't get over how great an anthem it is. It's objectively the best anthem there. Remember, stay woke. A couple of weeks ago, I told you guys to stay tuned for the Austrian national anthem. If, they, if you should hear them play at any point. And, and here we are, playing Austria. It is a terrible anthem. None compares to ours, man. That same Germanic tribe. Excuse me one second. What's going on? How are you? Sugar's here. Listeners, man, this is going to be a great fucking time. We're, uh, we're about 20 minutes to kick off. I think we'll wrap this shit up. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll jump back on at halftime. We'll see how the hell this all pans out. In any event, it's great to be here. It's great to be among you all. You guys are all fucking crazy. You guys are looking at me like I'm the one who's fucking nuts. You guys are nuts. None of you have the balls to jump on the fucking mic. Come on. We got the other guy who wouldn't even justify him putting his own name on Giorgio Chiellini's number three jersey. Come on, people. Come the fuck on. Anyway, man. You gotta love. You gotta love the lack of fucks given about COVID in the East End. It's just. It's just unreal. It's just unreal. It is the Long Island of the Northeast. It is the Long Island of Canada. Let's be honest. Most of you guys haven't gotten fucking vaccinated, eh? You're all trying to convince your grandmother not to get it also. Try, try explaining that one to your grandmother. Good fucking luck. Good luck. Good luck. Anyway, listeners, this has been fucking... Uh, this, this is a lot of fun. Uh, next time next time you hear from me, we'll, uh, we'll have played some form of action. I don't know. Maybe we'll come on at halftime. Maybe it'll be post-game. Maybe this will be in the studio. I have no fucking clue. But in any event, let's hope for a good result. And uh, yeah, we'll check in in a bit. Hopefully I'm not made to look like a fucking thrones for not giving Austria more credit. In any event, game time, baby. Game time soon. Let's rock and roll. I got a couple of guests with me here at halftime. We're live at Cafe Chochado. Nil nil at halftime. Honestly, the, the, recep the reception pregame was so cold. People looking at me like I had fucking horns coming out of my head because I was live podcasting in the middle. People had no idea what was going on. I wasn't sure if we were going to do this again. But here we are. Uh, I'm joined by a couple of podcast alum. I've got uh, Nick DiGiovanni of the Calcio Guys, who's been on the pod before. His partner in crime, Adriano Di Nardo. Um, and his fellow Milanista, Stefano Poli... Am I, fuck, am I allowed to say your first... I can say the last name. We're good now. Steve Poliolo's here of Milan Club Montreal. He's basically a regular here all the fucking time. He's here... Uh, He's here for Milan games year-round. Thank you to you and uh, Marcello of Milan Club Montreal for helping set this up. Uh, and uh, if you are a Milanista, definitely do check out Milan Weekly Podcast. Check out the Cultural Guys as well. Uh, if you if you want to kind of take a little bit of a break from, from my scatterbrain and you want a little bit more of a, uh, a poised take on things, they're, uh, they're, they're a healthy alternative. Boys, what do you think after the first half? Jimmy Mobile, a couple of chances. One of the weirdest fucking breakaways I've ever seen. We'll, we'll, we'll go to... We'll, we'll mic share here. Yeah, so first off, thank you so much for, for having us on here. I know it's a, it's a quick thing, but uh, yeah, they look okay. The chances are coming. I, I'm confident. The second half is going to come. We'll see if there's a change uh, for Chiesa Berardi. We'll see. Uh, that shot by Immobile, I mean, nobody saw it. Uh, it hit the woodwork. It would have been goal of the tournament for me. And uh, yeah, we go from here. I think the chances are going to come. It's like the Turkey game. Me and Steve were talking before. This is... Uh, this is Turkey 2.0, so uh, we'll, we'll definitely see it from there. I mean, 
it's coming. Yeah, Adriano said uh, most of it. Thank you, thank you very much again for having me on. Uh, I'm sitting, I'm standing in my uh, superstitious corner outside, having a beer. I, I gotta say, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Steve is in here. Steve was. He's watching. He's watching the game outside on the patio, outside the bar, because apparently he's so superstitious that he won't even fucking venture inside out of fear of of, of, of the jinx of Umalocchio or what the fuck. I don't know. He said he wouldn't even come in at halftime. I said, "Come on, I want to get you on the pod live for just a little five minute check in." He says, "No, nah, no, nah, do your thing. Yeah, it's cool. You can do your thing." I say, "What does that mean? Does that mean do your thing? I'll come on, or do your thing? Like fuck off. I'm not coming on." But he's here. So I I, I told you if we do wind up losing this game, I don't want to hear that. I put the jinx on them because I, I told you to come inside at Cafe Trucciato on Langelier Boulevard in fucking the east end of Montreal when they're playing in London. Come on. No, no, don't worry about it. There's no jinx here. It's uh, fortifying for to everybody. Guys, uh, Italy's doing what they need to do. They're creating chances. You know, Adriano said it perfectly. Uh, we're dictating our game. You know, the, the Austria is a bit uh, of, a, of a better competition than Turkey was, that's for sure. But, uh, guys... This is Italy, and if we want to continue in the Euro, these are the teams we have to beat. And uh, look, second half, there's going to be some changes. Uh, I think that they're going to continue to build on the left-hand side. Spinazzola, so far, man of the match, uh, as he was the, the, the group stage, fantastic. And uh, I, I think they need to get, uh, get a little bit more uh, clinical in the final third. I think they're doing a little bit too much uh, ticky-tack. Uh, plays where uh, Austria's backline because they're obviously par parking the bus or intercepting everything. So uh, Forza Azzurri guys, thank you. Thank you to Chocharos again. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to Chocharo for hosting us here. Uh, Anthony and the boys have been very hospitable. Uh, Adriano man, H how many people on the inside? Steve, we'll, we'll let you go back. I, I know we, we don't we don't want you to even be out here a second into the second half, so we'll let you venture back to your to your penance corner outside. No problem. Forza There it is. Andiamo. Nick, uh, why don't you have a seat, buddy? We we got a bunch. We got a podcast. We got a crazy podcast down here. We got Mike Miller from uh, from the Premier Podcast here as well. A uh, good friend of the show. Check them out if you're into the Canadian side of the football of the football pyramid. That doesn't make any fucking sense. If you're into Canadian football, fucking tune into the Premier tune into Premier Podcast with Mike Miller. He's here live. Good friend of the pod. Guys, on the inside, how many people were calling shoot every time we got a ball within like 24 yards? I think that was me, honestly. Uh, I mean, every every chance, it's like tira, tira. You know, uh, we want to go. Uh, it's coming. I said earlier, it's coming. Uh, you know, I think I think the changes need to be made, but uh, it's gonna come. I, I agree with Steve. Uh, the left hand side is looking good. If not him, somebody on the left hand side in senior maybe, but uh, it's 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 a good vibe inside. I know everybody's uh, eating hot and everybody's in a good mood, so. Exactly. I'm starting to see some more flags passing by. People are honking as they get by. I was giving everyone shit before because I wasn't seeing enough car flags coming over. I actually saw a Mexican flag coming over here, and it was the, it was like one of two flags I saw that were green, white, red. I saw one other Italy flag, and I saw a Mexican one, and I lost my mind. Like, I feel like there are no flags out here now this this time of year, this year. I don't know what it is. Um, you'd think people would be starved for international football, but I think the Habs are monopolizing it a little bit. A lot of the Italians in Montreal are big hockey fans, and I think the Habs are taking precedent right now, which is... You know, to each their own. I think it's criminal. You don't go against La Patria. But I want to see more Italy flags, man. I'm seeing some driving by, which is excellent. But yeah, Mexico flag, dude, I almost honked them. I almost honked them because I was like, oh, I, I need that validation. Like, you know, I, and I had a Italy flag in the car. I was going to wave it and just wave it really quickly, hoping they wouldn't notice that it wasn't a Mexican flag. But uh, I don't know, the guy looked like, the guy looked at me like I was nuts because he saw, he was like, dude, like, we, we, we are not the same. What are you doing? But uh, yeah. What's the vibe like inside, uh, Nick? And, and anything you want to just shout out before we, uh, before we get off 
to the races in the second half here, bro? I mean, it's uh, obviously nice. Uh, I mean, first time we're at, a, we're at a restaurant with people in, what, 16 months or whatever it is. So it's, it's just nice to, to be around people, hearing people, like, react at the same time as you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good vibe. You know, some people I thought they didn't look like they didn't know much about Caltro, but uh, they're, they're acting well. They know the game. Everybody knows the game. They know how much this means to Italy. I think uh, they just need to capitalize on their chances in the second half. Yeah, there we go. Well, one thing I'm really happy about is we're not hearing anyone calling. We're not hearing anyone asking where Buffon is anymore. Like, like we're kind of past that. A lot of the uncles and shit. Like the first week or two, we're asking where, where, where Gigi's at. Who is this other guy that we have in net? But no, the, the crowd here is uh, the crowd here has been great. It's been pretty knowledgeable. The place is jumping. As I said earlier, COVID doesn't exist in the East End, man. It, it basically doesn't. It's the long. It's the Long Island of Canada. It does not. Does not exist. Does not exist. Have you guys? Have you guys tried talking to your grandmothers about? about or your grandparents about the vax it's like it's it's the, it's the most funny thing ever you, you got you got to talk to your grandparents about getting the vaccine and just say yeah you, you know if you're not unequivocally like yes shoot it into my ass right now and you're like oh, i don't know you know i'm not really sure you know i'll probably get it but it's not really i don't know if it's really my thing yeah, we'll, we'll see i'll decide you know i'm young i'm healthy they just go nuts it's fucking hilarious we're talking, talking COVID. Putting, putting fucking Adriano on the spot right now. He doesn't know what to say. He's gonna look like shit. You really gonna throw the mic over to me? So Sam's passing me the mic, and uh, yeah, I mean, old school mentality. I guess that's all I can say. Uh, our nanny, that's uh, that's what they, that's what they know. That's what that's what they think. But back to Azuri. I see the TV's going. Uh, they're coming back onto the field. We're excited, and uh, hopefully everybody here at Chicharo is uh, too. Uh, big thank you to Sam uh, for having us at the culture guys on, and uh, for Azuri. What's that I got? Guys, we'll uh, we'll be coming back post game live from the studio. Second half's about to kick off, so uh, let's hope that the next time that we do uh, make each other's acquaintance. Sorry, second half's kicking off. Next time, next time you hear from me, hopefully it'll be in a jovial mood. And uh, yeah, let's see what the fuck happens. Second half, let's fucking go. Adiamo. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to this 134th episode this week. It was a great time at Bar Chochado the other day. Thanks for tuning in. If you've listened all the way to the end, I'm sorry. Uh, please go get your eardrums checked. Um, thanks for your patience. Thanks for tuning all the way into the end and for and for bearing through that. I understand it was that was definitely more of a live. That was definitely more of something that you had to be there to to to, to have fully gotten um, the experience of, but. Thanks for uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. It was a, a great time at the bar, and I had a lot of fun meeting a bunch of new people. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the week. We are we are we are experiencing something special. I think no matter what happens on Friday, just remember at least we're still Italian, so we have that going for us. But hopefully, we will have the next time we speak be Belgium. Hopefully, it'll be another glorious, victorious pod, and we'll have a semi-final to look forward to between either Spain or Switzerland. Let's fucking go. Listeners, get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, Facebook, like us, The Cultural Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast if you're new on whatever platform you're tuning into, and if you like the pod, refer us to a friend, one friend each. That's your homework. That's your duty as Italians or as listeners of this pod, whichever applies to you. Um, if both apply to you, if you're Italian and you do listen to the pod, you gotta refer us to two fucking people there. That's your duty. It's your duty to uh, to me, your fucking paisano, giving you mediocre content on a prolific basis. Listeners, thanks again for tuning in. Till next time, we'll catch you soon. 
Forza Azzurri, viva l'Italia e in bocca al lupo a tutti noi. Ciao. Come se lo fai a tre, è l'indesella, una città calda dietro di me. Si uso internet, torno con un pezzo trap, chi la fa per vivere? Prego non sa più tre, ne ho troppe da dire, lasci segni come fa le gang. Sento freddo pure come un clare, senza neve il freddo, non è una tale a Rio. Sulla mia fendi bella, hai un culo così grande che quasi non ci sto io. Siamo in dieci hotel, non il fi che fatto te, sparatorie Tarantino. Che succede qui perché a tutto c'è un motivo, ora in bocca e sorrido Nel mondo reale tipo vortice, per fare la carta trovi il sasso e la forbice La tua si sblocca col pollice, come se il mio amico le mettesse il codice Tu sei nato ieri, insegno scorpione, fra ti pungi troppo senza fare attenzione I miei amici rubano macchine solo per ridere, i tuoi dicono cazzate ma per l'attenzione Ehi, Muovo, bling, suona come Barry, come fanno i celli nella Fendi Bell Come se lo fai a tre, è l'indesella, una città calda dietro di me si uso internet, torno con un pezzo trap, chi la fa per vivere? Prego non sa più tre, ne ho troppe da dire, lasci segni come fa le gang Come paghi come ci fai freddo, tocco il fondo dopo tocco il cielo Sto su una jet sei là in tutto nero, vetri tutti neri, dentro non ti vedo nemmeno Ferrimano non sono le dita, faccio i brutte che non fanno finta Ho sentito la tua nuova uscita, fa di nuovo schifo, penso che sia dritta e ricritta Stavo male poi ho cambiato situa, sono i soldi come per la figa mi cerca la